Good morning, everyone. It's Sunday, which means it's time for an episode. I don't know. Maybe Sundays will just be my episode days. At least the weekends. I never have time during the weekdays these days. My headphones are looking a little rough. They've been sitting in the back of my car under uh, under a load of bags and clothes and my what's this called my mic yeah my mic <laughs> is a little bent but it's it's supposed to bend so it's not like it's broken just looking a little rough yeah i have a few episodes i want to do this weekend if i can pound them out um i think this first one i'm just gonna do a general episode of like kind of what's going on and uh, like in the industry, like any news or things I've been up to, video game wise, movie wise, talk about that stuff. And uh, there's three, three big things I wanted to bring up today. What were they? I wrote them down. Well, I know one of them. Ah, here we go. Yeah, so the three big things I wanted to talk about today were... Um, Ghost of Tsushima, I I finished the game, so I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. Um, I wanted to talk about the Mario Direct, 35th Anniversary Direct. Oh, jeez. And I also wanted to talk about the Avengers game. I haven't played it, but um, it's it's out. and Or is it out? It's out, or at least there's reviews coming out for it. I think the game's out. I should have done my research. <laughs> And, um, yeah, just talk about those three things. Those are the only really big things going on right now. I guess there's also a lack of news I wanted to talk about. Um, the lack of uh, Microsoft or Sony releasing the prices for the next generation consoles. It's September uh, September 5th or, or 6th today, and we still don't know what the price of the PlayStation 5 is going to be. Or the Xbox Series X. And they're supposedly coming out in November. This is ridiculous. Um, what's the reason for this? Now, of course, neither Sony or Microsoft have commented on to like why they haven't released prices or whatever for it. But we can all assume it's because those prices aren't necessarily final, maybe. And they are thinking about changing the price depending on what the competition puts as their price that's a possibility but at the same time is that really true because now you only got a few months away is is there is it even is it even possible to be able to change the price i don't know how this kind of stuff works but i would assume it's hard to like change the price of your console two months out of its release um at least I would assume, right? Like, I don't know what kind of laws and regulations or what that does to your business plan, what that could do to your business or whatever plan and however else. I don't know. I don't know any of this stuff. But it just it's just weird, you know? Is it, like, have they, was that their original plan and now they just, like, have waited so long that they're just, I don't know. I really couldn't tell you. That's the only thing that makes sense to me is that 
one of them or both of them are planning to try to like sell it maybe at a cheaper price than the other, but they don't really want to because it'll be selling at a loss, right? But if they have to, they will. You know what I mean? Like maybe um, Sony or Microsoft is like, okay, our console is going to be, it, we, we wanted to sell it at this price, but if our competition is selling it at, a, at this price, however, we're going to try to bring it lower, right? Like that's the only thing that kind of makes sense to me as to why they're doing this. The other reason, I guess, is because maybe they are thinking about delaying the consoles, even though they've meant, you know, they've mentioned many times over the year that no, they will be coming out on time and whatever else, but they will be very limited, especially the PS5. The PS5 in particular, um, you know, somebody's been talking about them feeling, believing that they will definitely have shortages, um, and not necessarily because they're not like producing enough PS5s, but it it sounds like the demand is going to be so high for that console that um, they're expecting to sell it really quickly and people aren't going to be able to get their hands on them very easily. Um, and I'm sure a similar thing will happen with the Series X where because of COVID and product and you know being hard to produce the this hardware or whatever, it's going to make it hard to uh, for people to get their hands on it. And so maybe they're deciding that maybe it's a better idea to delay the consoles. I don't know. Um, anyhow, it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> like, we need to know at this point in time like it's just weird like i feel like this is the latest information like this has ever been withheld from the public like ever as far as i know for like a console release i'm pretty sure like last this generation when the consoles were revealed the price was revealed along with it like what the heck i don't know anyhow that's silly and it's really annoying, but uh, you know, hopefully, we'll get prices soon. Uh, I heard, I read online the other day or today, sorry, that you can <laughs> you can pre-order the PS5, but you can go online and show your interest for it, and it'll kind of like like reserve you kind of a spot to pre-order. So it's like a pre-order to pre-order kind of, which is ridiculous. But that also means that they're, I guess they're uh, expecting the price to be given away soon and pre-orders to open up. Um, so yeah, that's dumb. Anyhow, let's talk about some other stuff here. Um, I have finished Ghost of Tsushima as of two days ago. This has been the game I've been working on for the last two months. Um, anytime I get the chance, uh, mostly on weekends. But even then, like, it's been hard for me to finish this game. I just, I've just gotten really busy, and I usually can only get couples, a couple hours in, uh, you know, during the week at most. Um, this weekend, I had a lot of time to really play a lot of Ghost of Tsushima um, and get through it all. And I'm going to go back to this game and platinum it. That's my plan. Um, I, I think it's not going to be a very hard platinum. This game is very completionist friendly. They have a lot of in-game mechanics and whatnot that actually help towards completion in a very meaningful and easy way. Where like, yeah, I I really don't see myself having a problem completing it. It's more just, you know, putting the time in to do it. But it, it's not going to take me long. I'm not far away from completing the game. I've done so much of the game. I've done majority of its of the side missions um i've only got a couple left i need to do um you know there's some outposts that i gotta got take out but like i've done like almost 100 percent of them on one side of the island um there's not a whole lot left in the middle i got not yeah i don't know it's not gonna take me long 
and then like a few other things like some items to find but the items and and stuff like your uh like headbands and hats and other kinds of cosmetic stuff you can find over the island it's easy to do because you have uh, the guiding wind that can lead you to that stuff if you have the abilities to do so which i do so i can just yeah it's a really easy game to complete um if you want to do so and it's a game that you should complete it's definitely a game i think that begs to be completed um and that's why i'm gonna do it and also because it's a great game i really love ghost of tsushima it was uh a, a great surprise i didn't think it was going to be well i don't know i thought it was gonna be a, gr a good game sucker punch is a great studio um i didn't expect it to be quite as good as it was in, in certain areas especially i didn't expect um the environments to be as beautiful as they were uh ghost of tsushima is easily the most beautiful game I have played this generation. And when I say beautiful, I mean that very strictly because graphically, there are better games out there. Um, there are games with better textures. There are games with better facial animations. There are games with better um, uh, draw distances. Like there, there are games that have a gra are more graphically impressive for sure, but Ghost of Tsushima puts together its art style and its color palette and and it's and it's level environmental design um it, it's all designed in such a way where it comes together so in so beautifully and there's so much variety to every environment the biomes um the amount of biomes and how each one of those are different and the landscape it's just oh it's beautiful and how they the weather is so dynamic and how it affects the look of the environment so drastically wherever you are it never None of the game ever looks samey, and it always is like picture perfect, gorgeous all the time. Like every moment, almost feels like it can be framed on a wall. It, it's so incredible. That's one of the biggest feats of this game is how unbelievably incredible it looks 24/7 all the time. I've taken nearly a hundred, like close to a hundred screenshots, I'm sure, of this game um, because I I was just blown away by how beautiful like so many of these moments were and how cool like the photo mode is as well it's got a really great photo mode to be able to take a lot of fun cool pictures in the moment during battles or, or whatever just the environment and some really serene shots from like like all the weather looks fantastic when like there's no clouds out and it's just like a pastel blue sky and there's you're in like the golden forest or whatever like holy shit the game looks so good or like even or when it's like thundering and stormy and the rolling gray clouds are coming in and there's just oh the game is incredible to look at for sure um, and is like yeah that alone is like price of admission it's the most beautiful game I've ever seen most beautiful open world game I should say I've ever seen for sure um, it beats the likes of like Horizon Zero Dawn it beats the likes of Red Dead Redemption beats the likes of Breath of the Wild. It beats uh, the likes of like Death Stranding. Um, yeah, it's the most beautiful open world game I've seen. Definitely. Without a doubt. It looks next gen, even though, like I said, graphically, if you really, which, it's easy to overlook because of how gorgeous it is, but if you literally look at the graphics, like, individually, and look at the actual technical performance, it's, it is still good, but I've seen better games. Like, The Last of Us Part Two came out this year, and that is, like, the most graphically impressive game I've seen this generation. And Ghost of Tsushima really can't hold a candle to it in, in, in that regard, but it, it, it in its beauty, it, it does have a... Um, I'm actually excited to see where this place is in game awards as far as like when we start talking about like game like 
like a world design or whatever. I think there's a category for like um, environmental design or some shit like that, or, or like level. There is there is something for that, I believe. And I'm curious to see what gets nominated for that, um, especially if it's like because uh, I think it'll be between like the Last of Us Part Two and this game for that kind of uh, for that kind of award. And I would go Ghost of Tsushima. But, I mean, it depends on the award. I'll have to look. When Game Awards come out, we'll take a look. I'm really excited to talk about that because uh, I bet you in the next... Uh, I'll probably be a bit because they probably want to wait on Cyberpunk to come out um, before they really start saying, oh, who, who should be nominated, right? Um, give people time to review that game and, and, and journalists to, like, really play that game and then make a decision. So I feel like Game Awards will be held till December. Um, but I'm excited to talk about Game Awards because I'm really curious to see what's going to get nominated for what and to discuss uh discuss that because there's some huge fantastic games this is probably one of the strongest years for gaming we've had this generation just as far as like just just the bangers we had i, I, th- I would say the other year was well 2018 was really great too uh, but 2017 had was a great year for game awards because there were just so many great games um and i mean in 2018 there were so many like uh, let me back up. So 2018 had a lot of great games, but maybe not as many great games as 2017, but the games in 2018 were greater, if that makes sense, right? Like we had God of War, we had Red Dead Redemption 2, we had um, Spider-Man, we had uh, we, uh, Monster Hunter Worlds. Like, those games are fantastic. Absolutely incredible. And 2017 had some great ones too. Like, we had Breath of the Wild, we had Persona 5, we had um, Horizon. We had Mario. Well, maybe not. Maybe okay. No, I shouldn't say the games were bigger. I would say 2017 was one of the strongest years because we had games like that, right? And then on top of that, we had even more games. Like there were so many games that could have been nominated for Game of the Year that year. Um, it was insane, and there were just so many games that were just just good on their own, right? And left a lot of room for many games to be nominated across all categories. I think this year. There's not going to be a huge variety of games being nominated, but the games that are being nominated are incredible games, right? Because we, we aren't getting as many games this year. We haven't had as many games this year, um, just partly because of COVID for sure. But the games that have come out have been bangers, and Ghost of Tsushima is one of them. So yeah, the world was beautiful. I loved every second just existing in there. The gameplay was phenomenal as well. Um, to explain the gameplay, um, it's really based off of... Well, it's a tr- it's, 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 it's very typical. So... It's like you are playing Assassin's Creed. You're going through open world environment. You're completing quests. There are things that make Ghost of Tsushima very unique in this aspect. It takes like things from like Breath of the Wild um, in its ability to make you really actually look around the environment and being curious of your environment and want to just explore things. And adding in the guiding wind. I mean, part of that is because the world's so beautiful and also the environment's just designed in a way where you want to do that. Um... And you'll find lots of great things to discover as well. You'll be very pleasantly surprised by the things you discover. Um, and by adding the mechanic of the guiding wind to kind of get rid of map markers and just let the wind guide you to the places you need to go. You can, I mean, you'll have to go to your map sometimes to set those locations, right? But you don't even have to go into your map to do that. You can just go into the, the missions task list and pr- press the mission you kind of want to follow and then the wind will guide you there. And so you're always just paying attention to your environment, which is great because you know usually you're paying attention to a map or a marker, pointers or whatever all over the place. You're looking at markers of enemies and shit like that. This game 
is so great at just letting you actually look at the game and be in the game and be in the environment and get immersed more so than any other other open world game out there. And uh, I mean, the only other thing, yeah, there's a, there's one or two other games, Death Stranding and Breath of the Wild are pretty good at that too. But um, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, I would say, is just yeah, just it implements mechanics to really make you play that way, and that's and that's awesome. I really enjoy that. Um, then you know you're doing your typical kind of stuff where you're getting into like fighting enemy camps and uh, you know Mongol and, and, and taking part in side quests. But what makes Ghost of Tsushima great and takes what is typical open world stuff and just elevates it is that the combat is so good that like I'm never ever bored playing the game, right? Like if you play Assassin's Creed, the combat's pretty good in that game, but like you'll get tired of missions, you'll get tired of doing the same thing over and over again. Um, but because the combat is so good in Ghost of Tsushima and the stealth gameplay as well, and the freedom of expression in that combat, in that stealth, and kind of mixing it together, and because it feels so badass and the tone is so right, you never get tired of it. It's just so much fun to go into enemy camps and just be a, like, really... It, this game makes you, like, this is a dumb thing to say, but, you know, it's it's true, you know, people say, oh, the Spider-Man game makes you feel like Spider-Man, Batman makes you feel like Batman, this game makes you feel like a samurai, and that's one of the coolest things about it, that's one of the, things, the highlights of it, this is, like, the best samurai game I've ever played, it's fantastic, um, the combat is, uh, the closest I can compare it to is kind of Neo, um, when it comes to combat, because when you're in the combat and actually fighting, fighting, you have a bunch of tools at your disposal. You have many kinds of quick kind of use weapons you can use. You use your kunais. You can use smoke bombs to make, you know, enemy, like disappear in front of people. You can throw actual bombs at people and things like that just in the middle of combat that spice it up. But the core combat, the sword play, it... What, the thing that makes it really good, there's a few things that make it really good, is the animation is so on point that like every sword clash and hitbox and strike feels so perfect in this game and the animations look so beautiful and look so badass that you just feel awesome when you play it and there's also a level of difficulty to it there is challenge um there is a lot like it is hard at, this game's actually quite hard at first especially if you're trying to take on a lot of enemies at once it, there is a bit of a learning curve but it's not too hard to get a hang of and then your skill just gets better and better and better as the game goes on and as you um, unlock some really cool sword abilities and your the expression uh the, you kind of uh you can kind of express yourself how you like within that combat um, it gets really really awesome but it is kind of hard at first i was dying quite a bit at the beginning because the combat is not easy um, but once you get it, it flows so wonderfully, um, and the game then becomes not so hard. You do, I do die still every once in a while because it has a level of challenge, which I appreciate to it, but it's not like Dark Souls kind of hard. I think people were really worried um, because um, Sucker Punch was talking about how they want to make the experience kind of like more like a realistic samurai experience where like you are getting killed in a few hits kind of thing, but... That that is the case, but it doesn't translate to it being a really hard experience like Dark Souls or anything like that. It, it's a totally different thing. It is an action game. Um, but like I said, the combat can be compared to kind of like Neo because you are switching stances on the fly constantly. That's how the fight the fights kind of work. And within those stances, you have quite a large variety of move sets to perform in enemies. And so you have four different stances that you unlock throughout the game. By the way, you get stronger and you unlock these stances. Um, and you use those stances depending on the kind of enemies that are coming at you at the time. And one of the more interesting things about this game when it comes to combat, it makes it so 
good and makes it so fluid and you wouldn't think would be a good thing but it is in this game is that you do not lock on to your enemies in this game now at first you're like okay well, that doesn't sound good if you can't lock onto your enemies you can't focus on them and it'll be all over the place no this game actually looks works perfectly somehow because even though you're not locking on they have a great like system that kind of like you lock on anyways onto an enemy when you're fighting them right you're not swinging wildly everywhere you are you do you're pointing the direction the game does a great job of making sure you are attacking the enemy in that direction and it works because it allows you to be able to flow between enemies very seamlessly and easy, easy easily and you'll need to do that because you'll be taking on lots of enemies at once sometimes and it just makes the combat so much better it, it wouldn't work with or it would really slow the combat down if they did have a um lock-on system but this game is meant to work without it and i really like it because of that i don't it's more akin to an action game because of that um than like something like dark souls as well that's one of the things that set it apart sets it apart um so yeah the combat's great i have nothing bad to say about the combat um like i said the open world environment is incredible some of the best i've seen um and again it, it, it's so friendly to completionists and, and it has so many friendly uh quality of life things in this game where it never gets annoying ever like a lot of open world games can be um it just makes it such a seamless great experience um that helps it to be one of the greater open world games because of that because of its quality of life um implications that it puts in this game so gameplay wise environmental wise really great there are some things that could use some polish and could be a little bit better but they're pretty minor for the most part um probably the biggest thing when it comes to the gameplay that i think definitely needs an improvement is the charm system you get charms through doing side missions and main missions a lot of the time and those are probably the most to me the most useless things you get for missions there's also other great things you can get for missions but those things often are one of them and the charm system just is not you don't feel the impact of the charm system really it's meant to like oh you it ups your damage or your defense or it gives you like little special things you know perks and stuff to your build but you never really feel that it, the diversity in your build in this game i felt i never like ever changed my charms i kind of picked one for each slot as i went through the game and i never really felt the need to change them because i didn't feel the impact of them so i think in the future if they make a sequel or anything like that which they very well could this game definitely has the setup to be a have a possible sequel um i would really want to i would hope they work on a charm system that is the biggest thing i'd like them to work on in the gameplay um story-wise so this is where we have the most issues in this game uh story-wise i like the story it's a pretty good story it's not gonna be to everyone's taste necessarily like i think you'll either walk away from the story being really satisfied or you'll think it was kind of generic and both are right the story is kind of generic um it is very uh um what's the word you you can, it's it's very predictable um, it's a story we've, you know, it, it's a story about the Mongol invasion. I mean, I, I, it's cool that it's like historically accurate and all that stuff, but it's a story about a Mongol invasion, um, about you kind of sacrificing your honor in order to fight the Mongols. And of course that has repercussions with your, uh, your, uh, kind of father figure in this game, because he has taught you and grown, taught you to grow up as a samurai someone who puts honor above all things and you are forsaking that honor and that puts you of course at odds with your 
uncle and there's some really cool drama that goes on with that but it's fairly predictable right like you've probably heard stories like that before it's not nothing particularly nuanced it's pulled off pretty well but again it's it's pretty predictable and um i if i although i like the story i can see some people being like yeah it was kind of generic right even though it hits some really good beats it had some really fantastic moments especially within like the ends of the acts there were some great moments where you're gonna be like holy shit this is really this is really really exciting or this is really crazy and i was like really some really good story moments but a majority of the game is like yeah the story's kind of whatever um but it really builds up as the game goes on um but i think what really makes the story feel more generic than even more generic is the writing the writing this game is like just okay it's never bad let me make that clear it's never where like you get like Death Stranding, for example, where the writing is so inconsistent, where sometimes it really nails it, and other times it is like dog shit garbage. Like, it's like, oh my gosh, that is so cringe. There's never writing in this game where it feels cringy or out of place. The writing always feels in place and fine, but it also never feels like, like, oh, that was a good piece of writing, that was a good moment, that was a good exchange of dialogue or whatever between those characters. And there is every once in a while, it does have its moments, and I mean, those moments mostly happen within the ends of the acts, the three acts in these games, there are some really fantastic moments. But throughout the rest of the game, within the side missions, within story moments between those side missions, the writing's barely just like, uh, yeah, just kind of okay. And it definitely could have been elevated with some better writing. But what really elevates the story, despite some of these uh, shortcomings, is the characters. This game has a pretty great cast of characters, actually. And... It doesn't seem that way at first. The characters seem, oh, okay, they're just like, they're fine at first. But um, as the game gets going, there are side missions that are specific to certain um, characters in the game. And they kind of have this arc within these side missions that you will do, like, you're only open, like, you'll open up more of the map as you go through the game in the act. So in the first act, you'll meet these characters that you'll continue to do side missions for and kind of explore their story, but only go up to a certain point until you get to the second act of the game. So you kind of get these side missions that you experience with these characters throughout the whole game at a steady pace, and it really develops these characters in a really great way and really, um, and, and yeah, in just a really great way, and it, it created some really good characters. I really love the cast of the game especially towards the end. Um, and I think it really elevated the story for me and made me care about what was going on in the story a lot more. So I would say story-wise, pretty good. Um, has some shortcomings. And you're, depending on how much the kind of genericness of this um, honor over kind of like um, what is effective against the Mongol army thing and sacrificing honor and deciding what's more important and the kind of family drama there. There's some good stuff in that, but yeah, it's a little generic. And some people might be like, eh, not too into it because of that. And I understand that, but I really enjoyed the story. Definitely had some shortcomings in its writing and in, yeah, mostly in its writing. Um, but yeah, otherwise like the story. And that's probably the biggest issue I have with the game. Going forward, I just hope they, uh, yeah, just focus on that a little more in the sequel. So yeah, fantastic game. I, I gave it a 9 out of 10. I uh, thought it was excellent, loved every moment of it, and uh, I'm looking to platinum it eventually. Okay, how long did that take? Because I want to talk about more things than just Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, we got time. And it's getting hot in here, real hot. So the other thing I want to talk about is... What is it? I want to talk about Mario and Avengers, yeah. 
One more thing about Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I do believe this will be a game of the year contender. Um, and if you look at how people responded to this game, it's very positively. It got a decent Metacritic score by critics, an 83, pretty good. Um, not like uh, whatever Final Fantasy VII or Doom Eternal or Last of Us 2 levels, but pretty good. But if you look at the user scores, this is one of the highest user scored console game of this generation. It was at a 9.3, which made it the highest uh, user scored game of this generation, along with The Witcher 3, because it also had a 93 on console. It's at a 92, right? It's at a 9.2 now, so it went down one point. But at one point, it was the highest user scored game. So people really love this game, and I can see why. Like, this is a gamer's game. Yes, I can see some critics having problem with it being like, oh, another open world game. I think it's a lot more than that, even though it does have generic things about it. But even though there's generic things about it and there's things that maybe aren't the most original, this game is so well done that I don't think it matters that it's not the most original game ever made. It's it's so well made and does so many things right. It, um, like just takes open world design and just kind of perfects it that... I think gamers are going to really appreciate that and not care that it's a little generic sometimes. And I think that's where you're seeing this difference in the users really like think this game's like a masterpiece to critics thinking it's just a pretty good game. like Or a really good game, actually. Most critics really like it. In fact, there's some critics who have been really outspoken saying this game is like fantastic, incredible. Skillup was one of those guys who said, yeah, this is like one of the best games of this generation. Like, open world games is like the best game he's played this generation, as far as open world games go. And I'm... I'm not sure if it's the best one, but it's one of the best ones I've played, for sure. Anyhow, moving on. Avengers is bad. <laughs> so, so I should say bad. Right now, it's got like a 72 or 73 on Metacritic, which is not great, but it's also not terrible. That means there's definitely some people who are really enjoying it, but there's also a lot of people who think it's probably mediocre, or some people who even really don't like it. Um, but we knew this was probably coming because of the beta and everything that came out or OFA, open alpha or whatever it was called the whatever you call it the kind of and everybody who played it was like man this game is like not looking good <laughs> right and now that it's actually out yeah same thing it's got a lot of issues um and if you look at the user scores right now they're also saying the same thing in fact they're quite a bit lower than the uh critic scores and so they're kind of agreeing on this that the game is not great but there's some people who are really enjoying it and i think that's good i would like this game to well here's the thing i don't really want this game to succeed because it's following a model of game design that i don't like where it's really heavily microtransaction and has a lot of this just bullshit like the spider-man thing like if you don't know like you can only play spider-man as an exclusive character on playstation 5 like that really sucks for a lot of people doesn't suck for people who are buying a PS5, but sucks for everybody else who wants to play this game and wants to play as Spider-Man. Like, there's just a lot of, like, just kind of scummy things going on with this game. And, yeah, if it fails, I wouldn't feel bad about it. But it is it is a large, like, scale, big AAA game. It's had a lot of money put into it, and I like Square Enix, but... Yeah, man, I have no interest in playing this game at all, especially now that reviews are out and people are like, yeah, it's yeah, just kind of a mess, you know? It, there's great, there's good things and there's not so good things. And plus, I'm not into these, like, Destiny-styled, like, you know, live service kinds of games anyways. So a superhero, just because it's a superhero game does not get me interested. One thing that I am surprised to hear is that a lot of people are actually liking the main character of this game, which is like, uh, I forget her name. She's, I think, called Miss Miss Marvel or something. And she's this character made for the game. 
who's like this young girl who like accidentally gets superpowers and gets to fight with the Avengers. And the concept's kind of cool, but I remember when early impressions of her character in like the beta or whatever that was out um, were not good. A lot of people thought she was really annoying and whatnot, but now people are saying that like, actually, you know what? She's actually a pretty endearing character. And that's kind of cool to hear that um, the main character is pretty cool in the game. So that's just what I've heard about the game. Um, I'm not interested in it, but... And I think, but it's interesting. Opinions are going to vary on this game. Some people are liking it. Some people are really not. Um, I hope people enjoy it, but I, I'm not really a supporter of this kind of game. So I would not be sad if it failed or because uh, I just want to really get away from the live kind of service game. I'm really not interested in those kinds of games at all. Um, so, yeah. The last thing I want to talk about before I overheat in the car is the Mario news we got the other week. We got a 35, 35th anniversary Mario Direct. So that's kind of cool that Nintendo did a Direct just based off Mario. And a lot of cool things coming. One of the highlights for me <laughs> were these awesome shoes that you can get. Uh, they're completely sold out. But like they were like, basically this whole event was just about Mario stuff. And they were just releasing a bunch of Mario games. A bunch of different versions of Mario games. A bunch of different... Um, different kinds of modes in Mario games. This is Battle Royale Mario game out. Like, there's just a bunch of cool Mario stuff. A lot of fun Mario stuff, stuff coming soon within this year and next year. And, however, there is one thing that was like, huh, uh, definitely, definitely something that should be discussed. And that was the reveal of the 3D Mario remasters. Um, a lot of people believe that these were going to be remakes I never believed they were going to be remakes. I think it would have been great if they were remakes and that had been awesome and a huge hit for the Nintendo Switch. But I didn't really believe it. I, to make a remake of three pretty drastically different games in a time frame that I felt was probably pretty short. I mean, sure, they could have been working on this for a long time in secret, but stuff like this doesn't stay a secret for long and the leaks started last year so i would assume they probably haven't been working on it for a whole lot longer than a year maybe two at most if we're really wanting to push that but i didn't believe they could be making a full-on remake of all uh all the 3d mario games up to odyssey in that time frame so what was revealed we were revealed what was revealed was a remaster of Mario 64. And when I mean a remaster, I mean a remaster. Like, the uh, the resolution's higher and, like, it's going to perform better. Basically. It, they are ports. Or what basically what remasters are. Um, but good ones, right? So a remaster of Mario 64, a remaster of Mario Sunshine, and a remaster of Mario Galaxy. No Mario Galaxy 2, which is weird. I'm not sure why. Because um, a lot of people like Mario Ga Galaxy 2. Um... But yeah, those three games, and they're going to be sold all in the same bundle, which is great. It's a great deal. And that's what it is. So this is a cool thing. Without a doubt, I'm happy about this. Um, but I do think some people were disappointed. I wasn't disappointed because I wasn't actually expecting it to be a remake. I'm pretty sure it was just going to be remasters. It would have been ridiculous if they were remakes. That would have been a huge thing. But remasters are cool too, and that's what I was expecting to happen based off the rumors. But I do see why some people were disappointed because, yeah, that would have been way better. <laughs> way better. That would have been awesome. This is just pretty cool. And um, I think it's going to you know sell well, and I'm excited. I would like to get it if I had a Switch, right? The other weird thing about this, though, is that it's a limited release. 
you can only purchase this up until March 31st. I don't know why that is. That's super weird. And I don't like it. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know why that's a thing because, hey, I want to get a Switch at some point. I'm waiting to see if that Switch Pro comes out next year because there's been big rumors of that. Hopefully it comes out before March 31st and I can get it before March 31st so I can get this game. Otherwise, I can't get this game. That's a little wild. And I think they're doing it maybe so they can push more Switches out because, for one, it doesn't seem like the Switch is going to have really any games this fall, like any big games. You know, Animal Crossing was huge and pushed a lot of Switches for sure. It's one of the best-selling games of this generation, to be fair. But it's the only real game this year, and that was like at the beginning of the year, like February or March. They don't have anything else. I mean, Paper Mario, but Paper Mario was, you know, kind of whatever. I mean, not that it, no, it's, it's a good game, but like it's, you know, people are mixed on it. And there's nothing really else coming out. So I think maybe this is, is uh, something for them to try to push some more switches because they don't have, and, and, and probably because of COVID, to be honest, that they're not getting get many games out this year. They're kind of taking a break particularly in this last half of this year um and they want to find a way to push more sales that might be why they are um doing this limited release to try to sell as many as they can within that time and have a sense of urgency to get a switch if you don't now right or maybe that pro is coming out next year it's going to come out before the end of march 31st and people are like oh i gotta get the pro right away so i can also get this collection right um that's what I think it could be, and that's a little annoying, <laughs> but um, that's that's my prediction of why um, it's coming out. It's a limited release to March 31st. Um, and if that's correct, that's kind of that's unfortunate because that means we're probably not getting many more Switch games right now as well. So we'll see why that is. The other reason I could have heard is because sometimes I... Well, I don't know when another game has done this, but... I, Alana Pierce said this, and I don't always trust what Alana Pierce has to say. I'm not always the biggest <laughs> fan of her, but she has some great inside in, inside, inside information, so I do follow her and, and listen to things she has to say. Um, but um, she was saying that it could be because they do this sometimes to see how people respond to this kind of game because they're trying to make a new game in that vein. So it could mean that they're kind of testing the waters to see about making another 3D Mario game. That's possible. I guess they kind of did that with Resident Evil, but they weren't limited releases, but they just started re releasing all these like kind of remasters of Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 5, Resident Evil 6 over the course of a year. I'm like, oh, what's with all these Resident Evil like remasters coming out? And then, of course, we found out Resident Evil 7 was uh, going to be coming out or whatever. That was the uh, got announced later that year. I was like, oh, shit, that's why people they were trying to hype people up and see people's interest in Resident Evil, basically. Um, that could be the same case here. That would be my the hopeful kind of optimistic look at the situation. Um, not that it's a terrible situation. It's just kind of weird. Um, that's what I think might be going on. Maybe. But anyhow, yeah, some lots of cool Mario news. Um, Avengers looks bad. Love Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, and then, you know, I'm just looking forward to Cyberpunk, <laughs> basically. And then, uh, yeah, and then this generation, the next generation, sorry, starting. Um... Uh, I'm looking for my, looking forward to Miles Morales, uh, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, I don't know about Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla. I probably won't be playing that. Um, 
Wow, that would be, what else would be like kind of cool starting out? Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, not a whole lot coming out towards the end of this year, but um, there's some cool things. Cyberpunk's the big one. I'm really looking forward to Cyberpunk. That shit looks awesome. But yeah, that's the end of this episode. Uh, I'll make another one pretty soon here, but I need to go inside and stop sweating. I'm sweating so much. All right, take care, everybody. Bye-bye.